0: You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 22. What does evolution have to do with our food choices? When it's dinner time, I got something you should try. It's crunchy, green, and yummy, and it's about to blow your mind. It's low on calories, and it looks like mini trees. When you're having dinner with me, Rockali. I am your host, Dr. Yami Kazorla lancaster board-certified pediatrician, certified food for life cooking and nutrition instructor, certified well coach, and passionate promoter of the power of diet and lifestyle in preventing and reversing chronic disease and bringing joy and longevity into our lives. This podcast is focused on plant-based nutrition habit formation, behavior change, and motivation so that you can have the tools to live the best life possible. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope that you keep coming back as a regular listener. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio, and happy Sunday. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that everybody had a wonderful, romantic, joyful, happy Valentine's Day this week, and that you celebrated with some high antioxidant strawberries, and maybe a little bit of chocolate too. If you are interested in antioxidants, we did post my super antioxidant berry smoothie on VeggieFitKids.com on Veggie Fit Kids on the Facebook page and on the YouTube channel. So check that out, it's very easy and delicious. And let me know if you like it. So this week, you have me and I am going to talk about a very interesting topic to me. But first, I want to give you a preview of some exciting topics and guests that we have coming up. We are going to talk more about heart disease prevention and treatment, weight loss, and overeating, and breastfeeding, and also how changing your mindset can bring you more joy. What do you want to hear more about? What do you want to hear more of? Who would you like me to interview on the podcast? What are you bored of, and you don't want to hear anything more of? Let me know. Please email me at veggie doctor at veggiefitkids.com. That's V-E-G-G-I-E, d-o-c-t-o-r at veggiefitkids.com. I love getting notes from my listeners. It's so cool to know that there's people all over the world listening to this podcast, and I hope that it's helping you. I hope that you're getting something out of it. But I would love to give you more of what you want, so give me some feedback and let me know. Also, if you don't mind, if you could please share my podcast rate it and review it. That helps me. It helps the podcast get seen, and we can have more people around the world benefiting from it. So I really would appreciate that. So what am I going to talk to you about today? I'm going to talk to you about the theory of evolution. I love it. I think it is so beautiful and elegant. And in college... Even though I was a psychology major, one of the things that I focused on was evolutionary psychology, which is a fascinating field. It is just so fun to think about how our brains have been shaped over time and how our choices today have to do with our past and the choices we had to make in the past in order to survive. So what is the theory of evolution? It's actually the theory of evolution by natural selection. And that part is the important part. What does it mean? Basically, it means that organisms change over time as a result of heritable changes in their physical or behavioral traits. And these changes allow them to be better adapted to their environment. Okay, so that's maybe a little bit confusing, but I want to explain a little further. Have you heard of survival of the fittest? When you hear this term or this phrase, survival of the fittest, what do you imagine? It's a largely misunderstood concept, and I think a lot of people, when they hear that, They think of somebody that's really strong or really fast or really fit, you know, like you're in shape. And then they think, okay, the really strong, fit people are the ones that are more likely to survive. But that's not actually what that means. Survival of the fittest means that those organisms that are most fit to their environment, the ones that fit their environment the best, are more likely to survive and pass on their genes. So it has to do with the environment, what is going on around you. Because yeah, it might be helpful to be fast and strong in one environment, but not in another. Maybe in another environment, it's more advantageous to be clever um, or to be quick or to be small or to be or to have camouflage. So survival of the fittest means that the organisms that fit their environment the best are the ones that are more likely to survive and pass on their genes. And so what does that mean? How do we survive and pass on our genes? Well, as humans, we have to make sure that we acquire and maintain sufficient energy. And the other important thing to pass on our genes is that we have to reproduce. So basically, the functioning of our bodies and the choices we make must be good enough to live long enough to have babies and raise them until they can move on independently. So that's what that means. We just have to be good enough. Natural selection just gets us to the place where our situation, the way our body functions, the choices we make, are good enough to live long enough to have babies. That was the goal back then. The goal back then was survival. And of course, we weren't going around consciously thinking, okay, I need to get enough calories, I need to pass on my genes, but it gets broken down Into three basic concepts, which is called the motivational triad. Avoid pain. Basically make sure the saber-toothed tiger doesn't eat you. Don't get cut on the leg and bleed to death. So avoid pain. Seek pleasure. And this pleasure could come from food. It could come from sex. And conserve energy. Because if we're just running around like crazy people, burning off calories, we may not survive because we run out of food. Okay, So this is what the theory of natural selection says. Survive long enough to pass on your genes. Fit your environment better. Fit your environment so that it is able to allow you to survive to that age. What is evolution by natural selection not? It is not perfection. It's not perfection. It can't be. You know why? Because our environment is constantly changing. The conditions are constantly changing. The playing field is changing. The rules of the game are changing constantly which means that organisms must continue to adapt in order to survive and pass on their genes. Our environment today is very different than it was thousands and thousands of years ago. So natural select, the theory of evolution by natural selection does not lead to perfection. It does not lead to harmony. It leads to good enough. And that's the concept I want you to understand. Because I think right now, people are really into talking about our past. And I think that it can be important. And I want to talk about how it's relevant and how it's not relevant to our current conditions. It is important. The reason I think it's relevant is because the way that we have adapted, the way that our the function of our bodies and our behaviors have adapted can help us understand why we want to make some of the choices we do. So let me explain that a little bit. Remember that natural selection not only shapes the way our body works, like just our basic biology and physiology, but it also shapes our behaviors and desires. So imagine living thousands and thousands of years ago. It was a hard life. It was really uncomfortable. Like, no air conditioning, no refrigeration. It was tough. And the main thing is that calories were scarce. We spent a lot of our energy acquiring calories and we just had to acquire them in whatever form we could. And so we spent a lot of time hunting and gathering and just trying to get enough to eat. The people that survived these times of famine, the people that survived these hard times when we had to look for food, were the ones that were able to desire and seek out foods that were high in calorie density. So those are the foods that are high in fat, high in sugar, that have the biggest bang for the buck. So one of the first things I think about here is meat, especially fatty meat. It's really high in fat, it's dense, it's a good source of calories, and if you just need calories to make it, that's a good source of calories. So whenever we got a hold of meat, that was good. That was a celebration. Whenever we found some nice, ripe fruit, that was a celebration, especially the fruits that are higher in calorie density. So our brains developed a way to give us feedback for that. Whenever we bit into that food that we knew would give us good calories, our brains lit up and said, yes, yes, keep doing this. It gives me pleasure, and the reason it gives me pleasure is because if you keep eating this, you will likely get enough calories to keep living and eventually reproduce. So yes, you are doing the right thing. Keep doing it. And then we learned over time. We remembered, okay, these are the foods that I want to eat because this feels good to my body. That is how we learn and how we adapt. Who else survived? Those people that had efficient metabolisms. So they could do more, they could go further, they could go longer with less or the same amount of calories as somebody else. So seek out those foods that are high in calorie density and have an efficient metabolism. That is a great combination for survival during times of scarcity. And if you were able to have that, then you may make it long enough to reproduce and you pass on your genes and you make sure that those babies can. Live independently and you're good. You did your job. That was all you needed to do. And just remember back then that the goal was survival and life was really uncomfortable. There were so many environmental stressors all over the place. And understanding that there is a primitive part of your brain that thinks it is doing a really good thing when it increases your desire for fried corn chips and ice cream that helps you understand that this is not anything personal you're not broken you're not an addict there's nothing wrong with you you have an amazing brain that has been shaped by thousands and thousands and thousands of years of evolution by natural selection and your ancestors they were survivors okay you are a survivor. You are a warrior and you made it through all of those years. So don't feel ashamed. Don't feel bad when you want to sit down and have some of these foods that are really high in calorie density that whenever you eat them, your brain is like, yes, green light, keep going, never stop. But the truth is we do not live in a time of scarcity anymore. We live in the opposite, in m- developed countries. Those of us that live in developed countries, we now live in an environment of overabundance. Overabundance. We have so much food that we can access, and it's very easy to access. We don't even barely have to walk. We, we don't even have to cook it most of the time. Now we can just put it in the microwave or pick it up in the drive through So we don't even have to expend energy getting our food. And because we're amazing humans that have invented amazing things, we have actually invented foods that are more dense in calories than anything you can find in nature. Anything you can find in nature. I just like to say, whenever we think about calorie density, the spectrum of calorie density, the foods that are the lowest in calorie density are our non-starchy veggies. So think like zucchini and kale and broccoli. Those are about 100 calories per pound. The food that's present in our diet that is a man-made food because it is 100% fat are oils. Oils are 100% fat. This is a man-made food, this is a processed food. You You do not find an oil tree in nature that you can just like turn the spigot and then oil just comes out. Oil is 4000 calories per pound. 4000 calories per pound. Okay? So whenever your brain gets fried food, it's like screaming like I love you. I can't believe you found this amazing stuff. Like just this is a gold mine. Never leave your place here eating this delicious fried food because you're doing the right thing. That is what your primitive brain is telling you. So I just wanted to take the time to explain how understanding our past, understanding what environment we were shaped in and how it has led to our choices today is important. So that part is important. I want you to remember that. The motivational triad, we avoid pain, you don't want to get killed, you seek pleasure, food and sex mainly, and you conserve energy. Those things get you to survival and reproduction, okay? However, there is some things about our past that may not be quite as helpful, and that's why it's important to understand what natural selection really means. What does it mean? Remember, it's not perfection, it's not harmony, it's good enough, okay? So how is it not helpful to know about our past? Well, we know that as humans, we are omnivores, which is great. We can survive in all kinds of crazy and wild conditions. We do. We survive all over the world, sub-zero crazy temperatures, super hot deserts, we are amazing. Humans are amazing. Our bodies are amazing. However, knowing that we can and did eat certain foods such as meat for survival won't necessarily help us if our current environment and our goals have changed. Remember, we have evolved traits, traits that get us survival and reproduction, not to longevity or chronic disease prevention. That was not the goal back then. The goal back then was not, oh, I want to live to 100, or man, I really hope I don't get heart disease and die. That was not the goal. The goal was like, oh my God, we're freezing to death. It's really cold. Half of us might die. How are we going to get enough calories? And how are our babies going to survive? That was the goal back then. Let's just survive now we're looking more to other goals. So humans, we are amazing. We have these beautiful, resilient bodies. We have the ability to use tools to understand science, to experience complex emotions. So we have this higher brain that does all this amazing things. but we also still have that primitive part of our brain that desires the things that helped us survive thousands and thousands of years ago. And that's okay. It's okay. It's good to remember that and it's important to understand that because I want you to know that you can use that higher part of your brain to calm down that primitive part of the brain that just wants you to survive, okay? It's going to be there. It's going to be there with us till we die. But what are our goals? Do we just want to survive? And if your goal is just to survive long enough to have babies and raise them to adults and you're good, that's fine, I am not judging that. This is your life. But my suspicion is, the majority of you guys listening to me today, you don't want to just survive. You want to thrive or optimize. So those are your three choices. Do you want to survive? Do you want to thrive? Or do you want to optimize? I want to feel good a long time. I want to live a long life and I want to feel good during that life. And I know that my life is going to carry me way beyond reproductive age. Okay, so my goal is to thrive and optimize. That's why I think that a part of this debate about our evolution and our past and what we ate and what we didn't eat is a moot point. Because our goals have changed. And what we eat now to align with our goals in our present environment is not necessarily the same as what we used to eat to survive. And thankfully now we have the science to show how we can eat in order to live long, healthy lives. Okay, so let's break it down a little further. One, what are your goals? Do you want to survive, thrive, or optimize? And this is how I I define each of those. So survive, you just want to squeak by and make it long enough to raise kids to adults, and you're good. Okay, that's, that's that's your goal, survive. Or do you want to thrive? So to thrive, I imagine that you want to get to a place that you want to feel good, living your life. You feel like you're experiencing joy and growth. You're getting past that reproductive age. You're getting to grandparenthood. You're enjoying your life. Or three, optimize. So this is that next level. This is for those health nerds out there that have very high standards for how you feel and you perform. And you can use your higher brain to leverage the advantages of your body and your environment and use your diet and lifestyle to keep your engine humming at a high level. So thrive or optimize. The next step is, so after you choose your goal, what food and lifestyle choices are you going to make to reach your goals? So two concepts I want to point out here again, and I hope that I'm making sense in this. One, just because as humans we can eat a certain food, such as meat and dairy, that doesn't mean it will be best aligned with your goals. Just because you can and just because we have to survive thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, and that helped us then. Yes, that got us to where we are now. Yes, thank you. Thank you that we had that ability. But just because you can doesn't mean that it's going to be aligned to your present goals of chronic disease prevention and longevity. Number two, just because you want or desire a certain food, such as a highly processed food, I'm looking at you, corn chips and ice cream. That doesn't mean it will be best aligned with your goals. So it's okay to accept the fact that as humans, we're going to love junk food. I'm just going to say what I've said before. I love donuts. I love donuts and churros. Mexican food is so great. But I know that if I want to live to 100 and I want to feel good living to 100. That my diet cannot be centered around donuts. Okay? So just because you want and desire a certain food doesn't mean it will be best aligned with your goal. So accept the fact that you're going to want it. Doesn't mean it has to be all or nothing. Doesn't mean I can never have a donut. Because I do. I want to eat a donut again before I die. And several, probably several donuts before I die. But I cannot center my my diet around that. And understanding that and knowing that calms that primitive part of my brain down. My higher brain is telling my primitive brain, I know you want it. I understand why you want it. There was a time in history when I could have starved to death, but that's not the case in 2018. Okay, so what does the science say? I hope that by now, if you've listened to some episodes of this podcast, you have learned that a predominantly plant-based diet that centers on whole plant foods, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, and nuts and seeds decreases our risk of disease and increases our longevity. But it also increases our cognitive function, our well-being, our digestion, so many things. Why? Because it provides us antioxidants, vitamins, fiber, hydration. It's low in calorie density so that we can eat to satisfaction and not store excess body fat. Because it's only been this period in our history that we have the disadvantage of being efficient human beings, having efficient metabolisms so that we can store too much excess body fat and that's going to start going against our goals. That goes against our goals. So maybe you can have a large amount of excess body fat and make it to reproduction. You can survive, but it may not take you that next step that you wanna go for longevity and joy, okay? But, I don't want you to take my word for this. I don't want even you to take the studies and the research's word for this. I want you to test it out on your own machine. What does your body say when you eat like this? Does your body agree? Do you need to tweak anything? So that's why I say choose your goals. Do you want to survive? thrive, or optimize. Choose your goals and then use science and your intuition to guide your diet and lifestyle choices. And then you tweak and fine-tune over time because just like the environment is changing around us constantly, our bodies are changing, we're aging, different things happen, and there's so much complexity that we don't even understand all of it. I just know that the human body is amazing and we we can do amazing, amazing things. However, things change. So listen, listen to your body, but also look at how we have studied foods and habits and choices that help us reach those goals of longevity and joy in our lives. To summarize... Evolution by natural selection just means that an organism has developed traits, physical and behavioral, that makes them better suited to survive and reproduce in their current environment. Our environment has changed and our goals have changed. Many of us don't want to just survive. We want to thrive and optimize. Remember, there is no perfection there is no harmony. We have to take what we have and use our knowledge and experiences to make it work better for us and what we want from this life. The advantage is that even though we still have our primitive brain that gives us those desires, we also have our higher brain and it can learn and adapt, and we can teach it new habits. You can learn to leverage the power of your higher consciousness. You can learn to love whole plant foods. You can learn to love exercise. You can learn to meditate and tune in instead of seeking drugs or substances. Remember, you have a glorious body. You are a warrior, and you have the power to choose to thrive and optimize if that is what you want from this life. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this was helpful. I hope I didn't confuse you or make it more complicated. And I and hope that this gave you a little food for thought. Let me know. Send me some feedback and see if you want me to talk more about this and I can have some guests that uh, talk more about this concept as well. Have a beautiful Sunday, and I will catch you next week right here on Veggie Doctor Radio. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I look forward to having you back again next week. A very special thank you to the band Rocket Surgeons for permission to use the broccoli song. To find out more about the Rocket Surgeons, please visit their website at rocketsurgeonsband.com, or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash rocket surgeons music. Also, for more information on my work, you can find me at facebook.com forward slash veggie fit kids, or you can email me at veggie doctor V E G G I E D O C T O R at veggiefitkids.com. Sharing is caring. Please share, rate, and review my podcast and contact me if you have ideas for future episodes. Thank you once again and have a fantastic day. We're having broccoli.